Hi friends, and welcome to The Spirit Scoop with Michelle. Michelle is just your typical grounded tourist, Canadian loving girl who loves everything spiritual. Michelle is a spiritual medium, a Reiki master, and an angel reader. Get ready each week to dive into Michelle's own lived experiences, spiritual guidance and tips, awesome guests, and lots and lots of spirits, of course. Together, we'll feel inspired. We may learn something new. We'll learn to trust in spirit. And don't be surprised if you have a lot of OMG moments. So now's your time to grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and we're about to start. Here's your host, Michelle Lindsay. Welcome back to Spirit Scoop. I'm your host, Michelle Lindsay. I hope everybody is having a good week. I can definitely say that Scorpio season has been very revealing <laughs> to me for all the things that where I need to go deeper into, into reflection, you know, shifting things around that needed to be shifted around and clearing out things that no longer was feeling like alignment for me and for the future and the direction that I'm going. This month has been very much of letting go of what no longer serves just to make more room for bigger and better things that feel aligned. I want to be very intentional about how I want to work with spirit, how I want to create my offerings, how I want to show up for other people, how I want to guide others through these beautiful healing experiences. So I've definitely been going inwards lately. I think it's just been very needed. So that's kind of what's been coming up for me. And I know Scorpio season is all about transformation, rebirth, letting something die off so you can start it up again in a different way, which feels more more aligned to your soul. I understand that, you know, this is natural to come up during this season. So if you guys are all going through it as well, like going through the shadow work and just working on your your own self and what's been coming up, like I wouldn't be surprised if if this is a theme for other people that are listening to this podcast. Just know that this time is needed and I just I just keep leaning back on that. Like okay, what is spirit trying to show me? And just shifting things because I feel like things have to die off. And that's the hardest part sometimes is like letting things die off that we hold on to so tightly because we think that something has to look a particular way. And when it doesn't work out that way, we're like, what the heck is going on? Am I supposed to be doing this? Like, what is spirit trying to show me? Are they trying to teach me a lesson? Are they trying to guide me somewhere else? Where is my attention supposed to be? So I find that it's so normal for us to like want to hold on to the things that we're comfortable with because we expect it to be the way that we imagined or the way that it has always been. So for me, it's definitely been a lesson like, okay, spirit, I'm allowing you to come in, do your work, change what you need to change, shine light on the areas where I need to heal or transform or bring more of my heart into, I am really excited because I feel like this time was needed. The more that I like lean into it and 
see like what's happening, it just feels like very much of like a cleaning up of things, like cleaning up. So I would be very interested if anybody else is going through that as well. And if so, I know it's it's not easy. It's uncomfortable. It could be scary. It can be you're kind of in that, I feel like I'm in that gray zone of like, hmm, you're not really sure, but I know that it's needed. Don't worry. The podcast is not going anywhere, you guys. Podcasting is definitely one of those things that lights me up and spirit does want me to focus on and continue doing and showing up. I think just my offerings might be um, shifting a little bit. I've been letting spirit kind of shift things on how they want to. So I think letting go of that control and just really focusing on myself surrendering to what's supposed to be. Where am I supposed to be working? How am I supposed to be helping people? How am I supposed to be working with spirit? Like what does spirit want me to do? So I just, I'm leaning on spirit right now. (laughs) I found that I was surprised that the more that I let go, the more that I received. And the more that I focus on myself, seeing where my heart is at, making sure I'm taking care of my 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 body, my health, my fitness, like just taking care of my my mental, like my body and my mind and my soul. I've been going to like weekly meditations in person and you know, I love attending sound bath as well. That's why I do sound baths because I I love attending them. I often find that like once I start taking care of myself better and that I can show up, that has been huge for me lately. So just a reminder, surrender. If anybody else needs to hear this, the more you let go, the more you let spirit come in, the more you surrender of any expectations of how you think something is supposed to be like any area of your life, letting go, being open to receive, because if we are not open, it limits spirit to bring us magic. So if we're just open, you know, if we think something should be a particular way, then that kind of limits spirit to only bring us something in that particular way. What if spirit wants to bring us something better than we could have ever imagined? So we don't want to put any limitations on what spirit can bring for us. And I think that is a beautiful message to kind of start with today. Surrender, letting go, do the shadow work, tune into your heart. Where is your heart at? What does your heart want to do? Forgetting about the 3D world for a minute, forgetting about our human needs of, you know, paying the bills and all of the human stuff, like just forgetting about that for just a moment and tune into your heart. What lights you up in your life and what doesn't light you up in your life? And the things that don't light you up, they might be more draining than anything. Continuing to be doing the things that don't light you up, it's not going to leave enough room to bring more of the things that really lights you up. I've been finding letting go of the things, letting go of the clients, letting go of the the tasks. Maybe it's like, you know, even having problems with a client and you've been holding on to them because you're like, you know, well, 
it's okay. Like holding on to them for some reason, like letting go of those clients that give you issues. That's going to help the frequency of the energy of your business or whatever you are trying to build. I have had to let go of some clients lately because that energy was affecting the energy of my business and energy of my business. Like my energy is attached to that. And also my staff, like, like I really want to focus on the energy of my business. And I found that it was things were shifting and not working out because of particular situations. And, you know, for the time being, you might be in the human, you might be lower on income because you're letting go of clients that no longer serve you. Things will balance out. I noticed that I was actually getting clients that I haven't worked for in a long time. They reached out to me and saying, hey, we moved into a new place. We'd love to have you come back. And I was like, wow, everything just kind of balances out if you just trust and and let go of things um, and not hold on to things so tightly. Think of our, our bodies as like a room. If our room is like full of junk and like random things that need to be put away and it's messy and there's like some stuff that makes you happy in the bedroom and there's some stuff that you're like, I need to throw it out. I need to go to the dump. Maybe I need to donate all my old clothes. Like just thinking of this as like an analogy, there's no more space in your bedroom for to add things that will like you know, adding nature, plants, like adding crystals, adding like peace, like imagine your body, your energetic field as like a bedroom or a room. And, you know, you want that energy to be nice and peaceful. And, you know, imagine walking into a room with like peaceful music and everything just looks clean and tidy. And it looks like a place that you just want to sit and relax like you don't want it to be super crammed. You want there to be flow, like chi. You want there to be able to spirit to come in there and bring you some magic. I think that was totally channeled because I've never thought about that as our energetic bodies as a bedroom. So I love that actually. That that just kind of came through. I went, I find that too. Like once you start talking about something, spirit will often like influence you and how ha- and direct you. And like I find that that happens very often. Like spirit will speak through me, and I'll be like, "Where did that even come from?" <laughs> trusting spirit. Yes, that's the number one lesson here: trusting spirit. Okay, so quickly for today's episode. Today we're going to be talking all about the superfood. You know, I asked Nikki, like, what is the differences between ceremonial cacao and the cacao that you can get at the grocery stores? I asked her the best time of the day to have cacao. We go through how to make cacao and to how to spice it up and add some extra flavors. We chat about where cacao comes from and how to work with cacao, how to create your own ceremony at home, where to buy cacao, all the benefits. We also talk a little bit about her health program. So she is focusing on a gut health program at the very moment. So we do talk a little bit about that and also, yeah, anything and everything about cacao. (laughs) So today I have a friend of mine, Nikki Pym here. She's a health coach and a cacao facilitator. 
She hosts beautiful cacao ceremonies in Vancouver, bringing people together and working with the medicine. So welcome, Nikki, to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. What came first for you? Health coaching or working with the cacao medicine and hosting ceremonies for people? It was actually the nutrition, the health coaching that came first. It's something that I have always felt deep down, like I wanted to pursue. So that I went to school first for that and kind of built my confidence in that realm. And then what came after that, like while I was kind of building my nutrition, even with myself and healing my own gut health is my connection with cacao. So the whole spiritual side ended up coming like about a year after. Oh, okay. So the health coaching came first and the nutrition and then the cacao. That makes sense. Was taking care of your health um, always like a priority for you growing up? Or is it something you kind of focused more on later in, in your life? Holistic anything I've always been very attracted to. Um, but for most of my life, I've been a server. So I have kind of fell into some habits of like eating the food that was there having drinks after work, I kind of fell into that, hanging out with certain people, and we would just end up like partying. So it has always been important to me. But I I would say I probably didn't start taking it seriously until when COVID happened. And I was in this huge rut. I was basically like, okay, I have a choice, I can either go back to this job, or I can finally make the change. Yeah, that's when I made the big change. And I was able to take the time to really go within and see what it was that I wanted to to do and like finally yeah take that next step. So I've always been interested in it but putting it into action that only really started happening in 2020 when covid happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, when covid just kind of shifted everybody's lives upside down. Yeah, yeah. And it's been like I'm still I'm still getting even more deep into my health and I'm learning so much about like my relationship with food and the gut health. And so it's still, it's such a journey. It's such a journey for everyone. But yeah, every year that goes by, just learning so much more about myself and nutrition. Yeah, there's a lot to learn, I assume. <laughs> Once you learn about something, it's like, it, there's always something else. And it's just like, so interesting, because it's something that we, we eat food every day. So it's like, if we have some background knowledge about what we're putting into our bodies, that's um, such a important skill to have. And I think that's something that we all need a little bit more guidance with for sure. Yeah. And the emotional aspect to food that we have, right? Everything's around like family gatherings is usually with food and it's just really noticing how you approach food and it goes really deep. Yeah. And then there's a whole ancestral aspect too. Like you could be carrying things and eating habits from generations back as well. So you can go really deep with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. So did you learn about cacao like in your schooling? Or how did you first discover cacao? Mm, I love the stories. I'd heard about cacao, but I never really, never really like drank it or was called to it in the beginning wasn't until my sister came back from Guatemala. This was a couple of years ago now, a year and a half to two years ago. And she had brought back a few bricks of cacao with her. They were just sitting on the counter. And I remember looking at them and I just started crying. I just had this like message, like, I need that. Like I need, there was like this immediate energy connection with a cacao. 
And then I just started crying. I feel like it kind of opened something up for me in my heart space. And then about a month passed, I kind of like went off, did my own thing. And I said to my sister, Stephanie, I was like, can I buy a brick from you? Like, I think I would love to start incorporating that. I was starting to do more new moon and full moon ceremonies with myself. um, And I just really wanted to add that in. Yeah, I was just feeling called to. And then I started adding it in and started drinking it every few days. And then I started drinking it daily, (laughs) just having like daily amounts. And Mm -hmm. it's become this whole ritual for myself. It was this like, my sister felt called to the medicine, but she serves another medicine. It almost feels like she brought the medicine back for me in a way, because it really helped awaken so much for me. And it's really helped me connect with myself and set intention every day. So yeah, it was just simply her bringing it back and me having one look at it. And (laughs) I need this in my life. (laughs) Wow. It's like that feeling. It just, it calls you. It feels like it's like you have an emotional experience. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. And when you call it medicine, I would love to kind of talk about that because people will tend to be like cacao, it's chocolate. Why are you calling it medicine? Well, I guess the first question would be, where does cacao come from originally? Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the second question would be, how can people use it as a medicine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cacao, um, it comes from the cacao tree, which is pretty much um, anywhere near the equator. So you could get it from Guatemala, Nicaragua, Peru. Those are predominantly where you would see many of them sourced, Um, sometimes Ecuador as well. And that is, yeah, grown by the equator. So that answers the first question. (laughs) The second one, I referred to it as medicine because it is very powerful. And there is also a spiritual aspect. There is, they refer to cacao as the spirit of cacao or mama cacao. There are a lot of nutritional benefits. There's tons of antioxidants. There's lots of minerals. It's a natural heart opener as well. So I find that you can really work with cacao, which is yes, a food, but you can also work with it with modalities like yoga and meditation, and it can really enhance your experience. So there is an opportunity to work with this medicine or food, and it's able to help you learn more about yourself. It's a really good um, integration tool as well from other medicines. So yeah, I like to just refer to it as a medicine because it, yeah, it has that capability of really like helping you with your relationship with yourself. I love that. And it's a natural medicine as well. Yeah, exactly. It's That's the thing. It's all of these medicines that the earth has already given us. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the best. <laughs> so I'm wondering, after you tried the cacao and you kind of um, were starting to use it in full moons and new moons and just every day after that, what were the benefits that you noticed right away or how did it change your your life in that sense? Um, the biggest thing I would have to say was this feeling of support. I've always had support but it, growing up, but it was something that I never really accepted in my life. So I've always felt like I've needed to go at things alone or having that feeling of like, I need to prove that I can do everything on my own. When Kikau came into my life, she really... And I refer to as she as well. She kind of gave me this feeling of like, you don't have to do this alone. It was like this support. And 
literally like a mom holding your hand in like a partnership as well. That was like the biggest thing that had happened for me. It was really, really profound because I mean, every time I'm like drinking cacao, I kind of like break down and cry now. (laughs) But yeah, that was the biggest thing. And then on top of that, it was a lot of people drink cacao instead of coffee. So I really experienced it's a cardiovascular stimulant, not a nervous system stimulant like coffee is. So I really noticed like I did have a lot more energy, but it was it wasn't like with the crash after like you might get with coffee. It was like, I felt good. I felt like powerful. I was, I had energy. I was ready to take on the day with confidence. I would have to say that those are two of like the biggest things that I really experienced and still do experience. I actually took about three weeks away from drinking cacao um, and then came back to it and just like immediately felt this rush of support again. And it was really beautiful. I love that. I can feel my angels coming in to validate that. (laughs) I did replace it from my morning coffees just recently. So I was like, didn't want to drink caffeine anymore. Um, And then, but my first day back on cacao, I did like a podcast interview Mm -hmm. and there, I was so emotional. I like cried and I was like, what the heck? Like, why am I so emotional? And then I was like, oh, I, I'm drinking cacao this morning. It just opens up my heart and I felt like everything. So yeah, I get that as well. <laughs> and it's, it is just like that comforting hug almost, right? Totally. Yeah. It really, you don't feel so alone when you start drinking cacao and, and it's different for everybody too. Like that's only my experience. And it's really cool to hear that you've kind of feel that as well. So there's a saying that cacao gives you meets you exactly with where you're at. So whatever it is that you're needing, if you're like very sleepy or tired, like if you drink cacao, it will actually it can put you to sleep. Or if you're needing energy, she can give you energy. So she meets you where you're at. So <laughs> oh that's interesting. So that was another question I wanted to ask like what's the best time of the day to drink it? Is it to replace that morning coffee? Or is it to put you to sleep? Or is it like during the day, like as you're winding down from the busyness and just put on your favorite show or doing like a home meditation or something like that? Yeah, I think it's really tuning into getting in touch with what it is that you feel you need and how you'd like when you're drinking the cacao, like, are you, would you like to replace it for your coffee? You're more than welcome to also have it at night because there is lots of magnesium and magnesium can help you go to sleep. So I have heard people say both where it's helped them stay awake, but then it's also helped them go to sleep. So it is a little bit of finding it out with yourself. And I think getting a connection with the cacao spirit and working with her in that way. Yeah. That's beautiful. Is there anything that you should know before you take cacao? Like, are you supposed to have it on the empty stomach? Are you supposed to have food in your stomach? Any tips for people that are curious and they're wondering like what their first experience is going to be like? Can they drive after if they have to go somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a really good question. There are um, contraindications, but the only major one that I always let people know before coming to a ceremony is if you're on strong antidepressants, you should just stay away from cacao because it tends to have that same effect with boosting serotonin, um, the same way that antidepressants will. Um, But everything else in terms of like, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, um, if you have issues with fermented foods, 
What else is there? If you have high blood pressure, you can drink cacao as as you feel called. I wouldn't necessarily have a ceremonial dose, which I can get into what that is later. Yeah, the only thing would be like if you're on high antidepressants, I would just stay away from cacao, but everything else is just drink it mindfully. Um, staying away from if you're about to consume cacao on an empty stomach, so not having anything, no dairy or food for about two to three hours before, that's ideal. Um, that's only because then the compounds in the cacao can actually work with you. If you've had dairy or food, it just slows the absorption. Um, so you might not feel the benefits as much. That's if you would like to work with it in more of like a ceremonial way. So yeah, just on an empty stomach is preferable. It's really depends how, what you'll experience when you drink the cacao. It's so hard to say. Again, some people might be like, I feel super relaxed. Some people might feel really heightened awareness. Um, it can bring on a lot of creativity as well. Um, that's generally some things that people might experience. You're totally fine to drive. <laughs> it's not like a psychedelic or anything. Um, it's just more of, yeah, it doesn't do anything altering to your mind. It's just more of like feeling in your body that you would experience. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but it's, you can always start out with like really small doses. Um, and then you work your way up to a ceremonial dose. When I go to the grocery store, I see cacao, but like that's different than the ceremonial cacao that you, that you actually sell or use to host your ceremonies. Like what is the difference between store-bought cacao and the cacao that you use? Even if it says like it's all natural. Yeah. So ceremonial, that was actually a term that was coined by um, a guy named Keith, Keith's cacao. That's actually the cacao that I work with. So it's from Guatemala. He is referred to as the chocolate shaman. I would say he's the guy who's kind of brought cacao back into the world today. And he basically coined the term ceremonial grade because it's it's the processing. That's the biggest difference. The processing, the cacao that I get, you, they basically take the, um, it comes from a pod, cacao pod. There's a bunch of beans and they let it ferment in the fruit. Um, that's found in the pod. They let it ferment for so long and then they let it dry in the sun. And then when that's done, they grind up the beans to a liquid and then they pour that liquid into a mold and they um, let that dry. And that's basically what I would be getting or what I offer at my ceremonies. So there's like only, there's basically no processing. We're just grinding it up, letting it ferment, dry in the sun, super natural. The stuff that you would find in the store it is really dependent on what company you're choosing, but usually they do more steps. So they would maybe grind it up and then separate it into like cacao butter, a powder and nibs, I think it is. And then they would bring it back all together. So there's just more processing. A lot of the times they might add sugar or other chemicals. You just never know. Yeah. So that's why I think people will refer to it as ceremonial now. <laughs> Okay. So how much would you recommend if um, somebody is wanting to try it out for the first time and they have ceremonial cacao? Mm -hmm. um, I would say starting out with even like one tablespoon is a good, a good amount with just enough water to fill a mug, probably like a medium sized mug. You could go 
all the way up to ceremonial would be three tablespoons. And I would say like level tablespoons, <laughs> you'll know your sweet spot as well. Um, it's always good to just start out with a little bit and then work your way up. But yeah, one tablespoon, like for my daily dose, I usually do a heaping tablespoon. Um, and then I find that's about, yeah, a tablespoon and a half. So that's kind of like in between a really small or ceremonial dose. So yeah, but always kind of like in nutrition as well. Like when you're introducing something for the first time, just start out small, see how it feels in your body and then and then gradually increase. <laughs> Would you mind walking us through on how to prepare it? Yeah, definitely. And like ingredients that you could add just to flavor it up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. So I usually grind my brick up. So it comes as a paste. I usually grind it up, all of it, and then leave it in a glass jar. But you could always take the brick as is and then just um, cut off a little bit that you need and then just keep it as a brick. So there's two options there. I usually, the way I do it is fill up the a saucepan with the cacao and a little bit of coconut oil and a little bit of water. And then I kind of stir that just to mix everything together. So it's more like, um, like a liquid paste. And then I would add the rest of the water um, and then just give that like a stir. You can also blend it if you prefer to make it more frothy or use a, what are those? Frothers, <laughs> like to put in your, for a cappuccino or something. Um, that's a really good way to make it really frothy. Yeah. So I usually just do that while I'm making my cacao. Also, um, I try to be really present with the, with the making process. I've heard stories about when people are distracted and they're making cacao, it, it's actually like it's kind of burnt them, like it's boiled over and it splashes and burns them. Like I've just heard stories about, you know, it's almost like the cacao is like, you're not being present. <laughs> um, so it's just always a good idea to just be present um, and intentional when you're making the cacao, like treating it as a ceremony. I really like to add sea salt to mine, just a little bit of sea salt, just like a dash. You can always adjust that as well. And also cayenne. And cayenne's my favorite. So it actually helps to activate the cacao. And that's pretty traditional in the Mayan cultures. That's what they would usually add is like cayenne and just some sea salt. Um, you can also do, so I usually just have it with water, but you can also um, choose to do plant milk, just not dairy because it can interact with it. Or it just slows the absorption, not doesn't interact. But plant milks, and you can always experiment with different spices. Like, I love to add cinnamon. Yeah. 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 I think when you came to my first ceremony this year, we had added cinnamon, right? I'm pretty sure, or it was an option. Uh, we did cinnamon and cayenne, but yeah. I haven't tried the sea salt. That would be yeah. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even just sea salt and water, like, it's really great. A lot of people love to just have plant milk though and like really get wild on the spices like add vanilla add whatever you would like on keys cacao they actually have so many amazing recipes like they get really inventive with it you can kind of let your creativity run wild and <laughs> mm, yeah get creative for sure yeah so for somebody who wants to replace it as coffee like myself is a ceremonial amount the three tablespoons too much every day like do you recommend the one and a half that you typically tend to do for yourself um again it's super dependent I would have to say just for anyone who 
is starting out, I would say ceremonial every day would be, I mean, I wouldn't personally, but you never know, it might work for you. So I do think that it is again about finding that sweet spot, but I would recommend probably just with a daily dose every day. And then one day, if you are feeling like, you know, I kind of want to do a ceremonial dose, why not? Um, I do know people who facilitate cacao who have like two ceremonial doses that day. Like some people drink a lot of cacao. And so it's possible. (laughs) I wouldn't say go do it, but it is possible. Work your way up maybe a little Yeah. Yeah. Like I think just doing a daily dose and what that daily dose is for you is very dependent. So it is again, finding that sweet spot. But yeah, for me, it was just like intuitively, I just would do a heaping tablespoon. So I think it's also intuitively like, what do you end up putting in the, in the pot or what is it that you need that day? So for somebody who wants to do like a ceremony at their house on their own, with their cacao, what does like the most ideal night look like for them? Like if they have a night off of the kids or they have the day off of work and they're like, you know what? I need to really have like, I really want to connect with this this, uh, medicine. Like what does the most ideal self-care night look like? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I think it's tuning into knowing what that, what self-care also would mean for you. For some people, it's just reading a book. It could be reading a bath or in a bath, reading in the bath even. It could be practicing some yin yoga uh, meditation. So the beautiful thing about cacao is however you feel you need to rest, if you drink cacao, it can just heighten and make that experience so much more rich. Ideally, though, for me personally, with ceremony, I love to work. um, I use meditation um, or yoga nidra, which is a guided sleep meditation. Practicing some yoga or yin, having a bath. Yeah, it can really be anything. (laughs) Going for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Is it good to move your body, though, after? Or is it something that you might want to just not move your body? (laughs) Like, just chill out a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, it can, it can definitely encourage like you wanting to dance. Like I know a lot of people do ecstatic dance and cacao. So that's, yeah, that's a good point. I, you could definitely dance the night away and drink some cacao. Sometimes when I drink cacao, I don't, I kind of go more inward though. And I, I want to feel my feelings a little bit. I'm not necessarily like expressive, but mm-hmm. that does change every time I drink it. Sometimes I do just want to dance and like, feel my energy in that way. Again, I can do so many, so many different things in that way. Yeah. Because when we first met, I actually, I think it was, was it earlier this year or was it last year? It was like January 5th. It was super early in the year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just saw like a random post. I just saw um, cacao ceremony Vancouver and I was like sold. I didn't even like been to a cacao ceremony. And then I even was messaging you. I was like, because it was in Gastown and I have to drive there. And I was like, am I going to be able to drive after? And I was all paranoid after we took it. Yeah, I didn't. It just felt like it almost like felt so natural that like if I wasn't at the ceremony, you know, if I just take it at my house, like I might forgot that I took it like an hour ago, you know, just because I I do feel like myself, but just way more heart centered and calm. And Mm -hmm. and then like it definitely like up boosts my mood too, right? Like, it's like it takes almost like takes all my worries away for that 
for that moment or a few hours or that day even, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's, it is really like, it can kind of sneak up on you. Like the other day I had a ceremonial day for my first time in a while. I just remember I was driving and I'm like, whoa, I feel really good right now. Like what's happening? I'm super motivated. Like I haven't felt this way in a long time. And then I was like, oh yeah, you had a ceremonial dose today. Like you kind of forget, but it just, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are a little bit worried. Like they're always thinking like, how am I going to feel? I'm like, this isn't ayahuasca. Like we're not going to, I'm not going to rock your world. <laughs> it's like it, at the end of the day, it is a food. So it's, you know, it is very gentle. Um, it's a gentle plant medicine. So yeah, it's, um, it's, yeah, super natural. And it just, it kind of moves to the places in your body that it needs to. So if somebody is a cannabis user, and they want to experiment with cacao, would you recommend not doing it together or on the same day? Or just, I'm not sure if you know too much about like, the mixing the two or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I mean, for for me, I always advise to Like if I'm offering ceremony, I always say to not have any other mind altering, whatever you would want to call it, herbs or plants or anything. Um, That's just out of my own safety for doing ceremony. I think if you, I don't know of any uh, contraindications, I don't think there are any, like I don't think that they would be horrible together. I know some people work with psychedelics and cacao and they can be really beautiful together. I think it's really dependent on you. I haven't heard anything that it would be not a good idea, but if I were to always work with someone or they were coming to my ceremony, I just usually say to stay away from it for that day. So, yeah. That makes sense. So for somebody who's listening, who is out there and they're like, you know, I would love to host a cacao ceremony. Like, is there certain training that they have to go through? Um, how does one kind of get into that in the first place? Yeah, no training necessary. Um, that's the great thing about cacao is that it's it's a very like entry level medicine to start working with, especially if you're feeling called to work with medicine or even share some of your gifts in a ceremony setting or just wanting to bring people together in a group. You can work with the medicine in any way that you feel called to. So for me, I've done yoga training. I have my second degree Reiki. Um, I have Yoga Nidra certification. So I kind of combined those. And just that was how I felt called to share. Um, I did do a practitioner training through Keith's Cacao. I just wanted to do that because I wanted to get more information about the cacao. But it's not necessary to do that. You don't have to be certified. But yeah, it's beautiful because you can just... If you're like, hey, I want to like host women's circles every month or anything, you could do something on Zoom. You can incorporate cacao into that. And I feel like it just makes things a little bit more beautiful. (laughs) Or even in business meetings, I feel like that would be such a good idea. Like sometimes talking about business or certain topics, or if you want to connect with your partner, incorporating cacao into that can really help make things fun or lighten the mood a little bit. If you feel that call and and you're just like, I would love to incorporate this, just do it because that's kind of like, I mean, she's kind of, she's speaking to you, right? Like if you feel that call. So I always encourage people to follow that. 
Are there any like recipes that you, you make? I don't know if you bake, I don't know how creative you are in the kitchen, but like, I'm just trying to, I, this just came to me. I'm like, are there any recipes that you kind of threw cacao into that, like, that might be good for people to experiment with or anything that you've tried that you're like, that actually goes really good together? Uh, I wish I could say yes, but I've been so like plain <laughs> with cacao. I've just been drinking it and like just with water, sea salt and cayenne. I would like to start flooring more with like adding into baking but lately I've just been on this, like this diet that I'm doing for school. So I've just been making like meat stocks and fermented foods and culturing dairy. So I've been kind of like not having chocolate as much, but yeah, I wish I could say yes, but I'm, I'm pretty boring these days. <laughs> I, that's a good, that's a good idea though. I should start exploring with that and baking. Mm-hmm. I've tossed it in a couple like homemade um ice creams before like we got this ice cream maker so my partner he wanted to make protein ice cream like healthy ice cream um he got from costco i think one of those ninjas they're pretty crazy i was just getting fancy and i was like yeah we'll put some cacao in there and just like add some chocolate flavor and that really worked good but i think it'd be good in like muffins as well oh totally it would be good like yeah anything that you would think to just add chocolate in if i mean you you can use it it's a food, right? So just replace it. It's like the best, best processing, high nutrition, like just, yeah, incorporate it in anything you think it would be good in for sure. That's a good idea. Ice cream. That would be good. (laughs) Yeah. Healthy superfood ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. I would love to talk a little bit about like your nutrition program, because I feel like they kind of go hand in hand and like gut health. Cause are you specializing in gut health specifically? Yep. So I'm specializing in gut health. Um, I have been focusing on that for the last two years since I became certified. Um, This course that I'm doing right now is called the GAPS diet. And that stands for gut and psychology syndrome or gut and physiology syndrome. So it's our mental physical symptoms and it's relating it directly to our gut. That is like a, a lot more of an intensive gut healing program. So I find it's kind of like some people's last resort. So for me, I just do it for fun. (laughs) It's a very like limited diet to specifically heal your gut. Coming out of school in the mid-December is when my course is done. So I'm going to be trying to find a way to incorporate some of those traditional cooking techniques like the fermentation and drinking meat stocks and having cultured dairy and adding that into like our everyday life because some people might not necessarily want to do such an intense gut healing program. That's really where I want to focus is how can I bring these cooking techniques in but do it at a way that's not so intimidating for people. So oh I love that. Okay. So you're you're the direction you kind of want to go with that is more just like um one-on-one coaching or coaching programs online. Yeah, so I will be focusing on um, coaching one-on-one after the course, Um, and then I'll probably get into doing group coaching, and then eventually I would like to, I mean, I'd love to do videos because a lot of the GAPS diet is traditional cooking techniques, like making sauerkrauts and meat stocks, like I'd mentioned. So it's like helping people understand how to do that, and it's sourcing a lot of your own food and making your own food in your kitchen. So I would love to be able to like make that accessible to people um, through videos, and yeah. But I'll focus on one-on-one in the beginning. Is it possible to do that program plant-based? 
you know what? I'm actually just about to get into the vegetarian course. It's it's coming up in like a couple of weeks where we do talk about vegetarianism because I know that she speaks on that. So I actually don't know yet. <laughs> I know, I know we focus a lot on animal meats and it's because of like our cell turnover and how animal cells are very similar to ours and it helps our gut with the healing process. So it's specific to gut healing, but yeah, she has a book all about vegetarianism because there are people who are not eating meat out there, right? So like yourself, I think you're vegan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I will be sure to let you know about that. Sorry, I don't have the answer right now. (laughs) Okay. Are you allowed to have cacao on the diet? No, unfortunately not. Okay. That's, that's That's like the... I mean, the GAPS diet, there's the GAPS intro diet there, then there's the full GAPS diet. Um, They are different. The GAPS intro is basically eliminating everything and only having a few foods like fermentation, making your own yogurt, creme fraiche, meat stocks. And then you move from the first stage to stage six and you're slowly incorporating things as your gut is ready. So if you're doing that intensive gut healing, Cacao can irritate your gut if it's unhealed. So because of that, like there is so much nutrition in cacao, but for specific gut healing, it's not something that I would suggest people drink often. But again, everybody is different. So it's always a very unique, depending on the person. Yeah. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about today with like what your go what's going on your nutrition program anything that you find that might be important that for people to hear or anything that you're excited about well i'm excited about us doing our event soon <laughs> you beat me to it <laughs> <laughs> of course it's coming up this month yeah it's like 3 weeks away nikki and i were going to do a collaboration so we're going to do an event in kitsilano it's happening november 26th at 1 p.m. so it's like the afternoon and we're going to do the, a mix of a cacao ceremony, and then we're going to finish with this beautiful sound bath. And I think that's going to complement one another so nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really beautiful. I've been wanting to add sound bath into a ceremony, so I'm really excited. There'll be tickets available for if anybody wants to, if you guys are in the, the area and you want to kind of experiment and see what a cacao sem- ceremony is like. And you'll be selling cacao there as well. Yep, I'll definitely have bricks with me. Um, If anybody is looking for cacao on my Instagram, I do have a link in my bio where you can order cacao from Keith's Cacao. Or if anyone does live in Vancouver, um, there's a specific cacao order form that you can always order directly through me as well. So if you can't make it to the event, there is still an option to get cacao from me. Perfect. So you can, does it, do you ship like worldwide or just Canada and the US? Um, so in Vancouver, all I usually have like so much cacao with me always. <laughs> um, so I usually will just um, deliver or people can pick up from me in Vancouver. Um, and then anyone outside of Vancouver, I always just direct to Keith's Cacao website. And then that way they can Um, there's shipping. Usually they have a lot of warehouses all over the world, so they can ship to basically anywhere. Perfect. Yeah. Actually, after this conversation, I'm like, I need another bar of cacao (laughs) because I haven't had it for like three days and I'm like, just tired. I'm like, okay, because I haven't been drinking caffeine. So I'll be coming over. Is there anything else that you want to let 
people know about who's interested in coming to the event on like what to expect for the cacao ceremony part? Yeah, I think I would love to. I mean, we're definitely going to begin. I'll I'll explain a little bit about cacao um, and people are able to ask any questions. I want everyone to feel comfortable before they take their first sip, especially if it's your first time drinking cacao. We'll definitely have a little bit of sharing. You can feel free to share your intention or what called you to this circle. Um, that's always optional. You don't have to say anything except but what your name is. <laughs> um, I'll probably I would incorporate some movement and a little bit of meditation, um, some movement just to help us kind of move our bodies before we lie down, because I think your sound bath is about 45 minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't exactly figured out like the flow of it, but it usually comes just naturally <laughs> when it happens. But for the sake of having you and I both there, I'll probably yeah focus more on like a, a short heart centered meditation and then incorporate some stretching and movement. And yeah. Beautiful. I'm so excited. And then we'll go into the sound bath and I would bring a blanket or anything. I like to call it a cacao cocoon. <laughs> so when you lie down um, for the sound bath, yeah, if you want to bring a blanket or even like a blindfold or something, and even like a bolster or meditation cushion for you to sit on or put under your knees is always nice as well. Yeah, the more comfortable you are, the more it's easier to kind of like drift off. But I definitely recommend an eye pillow if you guys have one, because those are like my favorite to bring to these types of events. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty much it. I feel like we covered a lot. Like you did a really good job at covering a lot of, yeah, if I if it was my first time hearing about cacao, those are all the things I would want to know about. So let's finish with a quick rapid fire, if that's okay with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first question, what is your sun rising and moon sign? Sun rising and moon. So I am a, my sun is Scorpio. I'm, my moon is in Capricorn and mm. I'm a Libra rising. That's a really good mix. <laughs> like a good balance. It's very interesting. Like the Libra balance aspect is really coming in. Like I'm I'm starting to notice like how much I'm needing to balance my life. My Scorpio is like quite intense sometimes. So, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I have to say I like it. <laughs> I love it too. Second question. If you could incarnate as any animal, which would you choose? Oh, I immediately have to say a cat. <laughs> I just, I mean, I have a cat, but I just, I love them so much. I connect with them. They're just I used to be such a dog person growing up and now I'm like, I love the independence cats have. They teach you boundaries. There's just like, they're, yeah, they mean business. <laughs> they know what they're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, they for sure do. Okay. What is your most embarrassing moment <gasps> that you feel brave enough to share? <laughs> okay, so there's probably a more embarrassing moment, but the one that comes to my mind right now is when I was in high school, <laughs> um, there, there was this guy that I was just starting to see. I like I had just moved to Calgary. And um, so I was new <laughs> to Calgary. It was so much bigger of a city than where I just had come from. So we were, this guy, his name was Aaron, and we were 
coming back from the mall on a bus and I'd never really been on a bus before. I was like 16 years old, <laughs> but because the town I lived in was so small before, I never really yeah, I needed didn't need to be on a bus. Um so first time on a bus, we were just getting back from the mall. I was just about to leave and as I'm about to leave, the doors shut on me. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so embarrassing because we like it was like our first time hanging out and I was young and awkward and it, oh my gosh it was just horrible and I like didn't know that the doors closed and I didn't know how to open them again and oh my gosh it was yeah then I walked out and they closed and I turned around and we just had this like awkward wave <laughs> okay. like, oh. did the best driver like open them again for you or did you have to go like a few stops down until the next stop Oh no, like I was, I ended up opening them, but like the fact that they had closed on me, it was just like, I was, there was a moment of me being like, oh, how do I leave? And yeah, I know I was at the back of the bus. So I don't even think the bus driver knew um, that that had happened, but the, I ended up dating this guy for like a year, by the way. So <laughs> you made an impression. <laughs> it, didn't even work. it didn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't forget you by the end of it. Maybe that was it stood out. So memorable. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It worked out to your advantage. What is your favorite book or podcast? Um, that's a great question. I will have to go with podcast right now because I've been reading so many gut healing books that <laughs> that's probably a little boring for some people, but I've been listening to a podcast called The Cosmic Matrix lately. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's very interesting. Um, it does, they just talk about so many out there things that you wouldn't really think about or like just conversations. There are a couple. And yeah, if anyone is interested in hearing anything about spirituality or all of that, they're, they're really cool. And they've been doing that for since about 2019. So well, a lot of that's things. my audience <laughs> anything spirituality yeah awesome okay I'll check it out too uh what inspires you like when I think about like where I get my passion or my drive or my inspiration it would probably be from um I just have this like connection with like earth and the possibility of like, I don't just connection with like animals and earth and like the natural way of living. And there's what I do right now with um, my work and in my life, it just, there's such a drive to bring that out to so many people. Um, the connection with just like mother nature and yeah, natural living. It's just. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> what is the last thing that you Googled? Feel free to check if you need to. <laughs> I have to check. I was like, what is what's wrong with me? You know, I'm kidding. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone Googles? That's so funny. Um, let me look. Yeah, I know. I feel like Google is like a diary for me sometimes. <laughs> oh, it doesn't even really like come up though. I know recently I've been looking up um <laughs> where to get a pap test in Vancouver. <laughs> like so I'm, impossible to find a place it's so true yeah and then I like signed up on a wait list and they keep telling me a spot opened up and so I click the link and and then the the spot's gone already and I don't know I'm having a really hard time so if any of you live in Vancouver and you know a place to go 
please let me know. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, I know it's not easy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Couple more questions. What would your bachelorette limo entrance be? <laughs> if you're familiar with that. It would have to be something dramatic. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just know that I would be dressed in like something ridiculous, like some kind of witchery outfit. <laughs> Probably like walking in with like my black cat or something. I don't know. <laughs> I like that. All black and black cat. Yeah, all black with like a kimono and like black cat or something. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> couple couple candles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here I am. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, what is your favorite crystal? I always am attracted to tiger's eye. It's between like amethyst or tiger's eye, I would have to say. I'm just very attracted to purple this last year. <laughs> so that's why I feel like amethyst is... I have a lot of crystals and I don't even know where I accumulated them from. Mm-hmm. Um, I have quite a few amethysts. And yeah, tiger's eye seems to be something that's always like I get gifted that or mm-hmm. I pick it up for myself. Protection. Yeah. Okay. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Oh, like, don't take life so seriously. (laughs) Yeah, that would have to be it. Because that's, that's one thing um, that I know I have a hard time with. I learned that when I started taking pottery classes, (laughs) because clay teaches you so much about life is yeah, like everything's all good. Everything will be okay. Just Take things one step at a time, one day at a time. Mm. I think somebody listening to this is going to need to hear that. Yeah. Last question. What would be your last meal before you leave this earth? I'm a sucker for pizza. (laughs) I knew you were going to say pizza. (laughs) Yeah, I really love pizza. (laughs) And I haven't had it in so long. Uh, You can create whatever you want on it and it tastes good. Do you, would you do like a homemade pizza or is there a favorite restaurant in Vancouver that you would order pizza from? I don't have a favorite restaurant. I think it would just have to be like, I've never been to Italy, but I would imagine just like thin slice, really delicious, minimal toppings, Mm. real cheese. Yeah. Like just that goodness. Do you like tomato based or like creamy based? Tomato. Yeah. I'm more tomato based, but that being said. I wouldn't be picky. If someone just gave me a pizza, I would 100% eat it. <laughs> it's your last day. You can be picky. <laughs> true, true. If someone gave me the option. Yeah, I'm more of a tomato-based uh, based person. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't have a favorite pizza place in Vancouver. You'll have to check out the parlor. Oh, uh, yeah. I've had parlor. Yeah. I think I'm just like, I just love all the pizza. There is one spot. I forget what it's called, though. It's in Kitsilano on 4th. Um, I can't remember the cross street. La Ruota, maybe. It's oh, yeah. Yep. They have like nice thin slice pizza. If I'm going to get anything, I'll usually get like one or two slices from there. Um, and it doesn't usually like upset my stomach as much as like pizza pizza would. <laughs> and what would you pair it with for a drink? Ooh. Are you like a wine drinker, beer, or like no alcohol, tea? Well, I don't drink alcohol anymore. Um, but I would have to say that if I was going to have pizza, I would probably have it with a glass of red wine mm-hmm. on my last day. 
Because why not? Why not? Exactly. Well, <laughs> awesome. That's all. You survived the rapid fire. <laughs> so where can people find you? Where can people connect with you if they would like to work with you um, with any of your health programs or for purchasing cacao or any of the other amazing things that you offer? Mm-hmm. Um, so my website is NikkiPimWellness.com. Um, Nikki is spelt with one K. Um, and you can also find me under Nikki Pim Wellness on Instagram. Um, all of my forms are in my link in bio on my Instagram. And then on my website, there's also, it's pretty laid out. There's coaching and then there's ceremonies and you, and there's a contact page so you can reach out to me. Um, I do offer private ceremonies. I would like to start getting into doing some Zoom stuff. I think mm-hmm. the technology is kind of my barrier, but it, I, I'd be able to reach so many more people. So I think I want to start that. But yeah, you can just find me on my website or on Instagram. And I will be eventually breaking off my gut health into another website. But for right now, everything is under the Nikki Pim Wellness. Thank you so much for coming. And I can't wait for people to learn more about cacao because it's amazing and I use it on the regular as well. And I can't wait for our event. So there will be a link um, in on one of our pages where people can buy tickets if you wish to explore. And yeah, we hope to see you guys all there. Yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys there. Thank you for listening. 